What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fit Business. I'm Matt White here with Jimmy Mentis, and today's topic, we want to talk about sales. Sales? Sales. What sales? Use car salesman. <laughs> I'll get you a good deal. You remember Alan uh, Iverson with the practice? Practice? We're practice. talking about practice? Practice? <laughs> <laughs> Sales? You want to talk about sales? Oh, man. All right, so what do we want to talk about? Obviously, sales, what specifically is on your mind? What is a sales team? Who is part of the sales team? And what does a sales team do? Well, I guess for me, my definition, a sales team can be anyone who gets FaceTime, or, or it doesn't have to be FaceTime like one-on-one -on -one in person. It can be on the phone. It can be email, um, whatever the case may be. For me, it's anybody who has that, that touch with a prospect or a customer. I view them as sales because the outcome of their conversation is going to dictate if money is exchanged. So for me, you have a dedicated sales team which would be guys who go out, they're the front line, they're going to retailers, they're going to supplement stores, they're going to businesses, and they're pitching products or services. But I also look at customer service as okay. a sales team. And I only say that because, and if you if people have been following me on social media, you, you see my little jabs here and there about customer service and how that side of the business yeah, you seem for very everybody. Unhappy. You seem very unhappy lately with customer service. I, I am because, you know, if as a business owner, if I had a team who I put in place to, I guess you could say, fix any issues, um, you know, be that extra touch needed to, to talk to somebody who's buying my product or thinking about buying my product. If I have a bad experience, I'm not going to buy the damn product. Right. So... Go ahead. But 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 here's here's what I I I, I like to get into because there's there's different the sales sales what you're saying is is basically everybody. Yeah. We're all in sales. Yeah. Okay. Even the girl at the front desk who is answering the phone um, and doing data entry. If someone comes walking through the door. She's in sales. Okay. I want to talk about specifically, and maybe I didn't I didn't word this right. I want to talk about specifically on a account, an outside rep, new business account, sales rep, or they call them consulting, uh, new account consulting, new directors. I don't know what they're called nowadays. I don't know. They get uh, fancy titles. Right. Okay. But what I wanted, what I want to... And and I'm sure we're going to get a lot of comments on, on this on this show because it's very it's very controversy like controversial because who who does sales and 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 when you go out on on a call to get new accounts what are they actually doing you know I'm bringing Beautyfit up I have no sales team none and I'm doing excellent business amazing business. But why why don't I have sales team? I don't have someone going out there getting new business. Because to me, in our industry, they don't exist anymore. They don't. 
they be the the ones that are in here are in the business now, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but prove me wrong. Is the, everybody just keeps on circling around? One day they got another a, a different polo shirt. The next day they got somebody else's polo shirt. They get fired from here. They get fired from there. They keep doing the rounds until they get sick and tired, and they move on to a different space in in, in a different industry. Okay, so. Why should a supplement company let's let's stay within our, our realm, okay? Why should a supplement company hire someone to go out and maintain an account and to have samples to give samples, which samples I don't see even around anymore, okay, and to become an order taker. I'm I'm so confused when someone comes to me and says, "Hey man, I'm interested in doing sales for you." And I said, "Okay. I'm open. I'm open to anybody who's who's willing to help me expand my business, right? Aren't you?" Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And the first conversation that I get from them, the first word I get from them is I need I need about sixty thousand dollars a year. I'm like, wait a second. You want sixty thousand dollars a year? I said I'll give you a hundred sixty thousand dollars a year. How are you going to make that money? Right. What value are you bringing me to my company? I'm not here to pay you. You're here to bring me value, and with that value, I will pay you for the value you're bringing me. And there isn't any. There isn't. I'm sorry, there isn't. And that's why I want to talk about this today, because I want to see how you feel about this. There aren't any true new business development. How can I say this? Um, what's that word I'm looking for? Uh, not people. Oh, my mind just went blank. Reps, whatever you want to call them. Right. They're just circling around every different nutritional supplement brand. And they just, until they get booted out of the cycle, until nobody wants them anymore. Why is that? Explain to me, please. Well, here's, I have opinions on both sides of the argument. Um, I mean, you know this, a lot of people might not know this. I worked for almost a decade for Metrex. I was uh, a regional manager where I went out and I saw accounts for a certain region. From there, I transitioned to a team sports division where I oversaw the entire nation working with colleges, professional teams, high schools, and stuff like that. Now, my time in the field, I thought was personally a waste of time. Monday through Thursday, I was in the field. I was in a different city, different state every single week, very rarely ever home. And Fridays were spent in the office doing follow-ups, trying to stir up new business, whatever the case may be. I found that I was more productive when I was sitting in the office than I did staring outside of, you know, my windshield driving, you know, for 10 and what, plus and What were you doing hours. on the road? Besides building up an expense for the company you were working for. 
my role was FaceTime with existing accounts, going and visiting prospect accounts, um, you know, trying to stir up the new business. But primarily, you went in there to police the coolers. So obviously, you know, Metrex, ABB, um, VPX, a lot of these supplement companies are part of the beverage side of the business. So they have RTDs, you know, cans, bottles, stuff like that. Uh, So you're policing the coolers. You want to see, you know, what your cooler looks like. Is most of it your products? Is most of it competitors' products that, you know, you've fallen asleep at the wheel and people are taking over your shelf space, whatever the case may be. Um, But again, it's like what you brought up. But how long ago was that, Matt? That I was in the field? Uh, See, I've had this business three years. I spent about three years in team sports. So probably over six years. Okay. Well, things have changed. Oh, absolutely. Things Things are changing as we speak. Right. There is no no outside reps. All All I see now. I might be wrong. I might not be seeing. I might be missing something. It might be me. All I'm seeing now is reps who go out to each account, show face, hand them the samples, and leave. And if a new account comes around, that's it. Right? Nowadays, you can mail the samples to the company, to the store, or wherever that is. Right? You can do the online you know, advertising, marketing for that that brick and mortar store, right? Right. And I'm saving myself sixty grand, at least. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, from a company standpoint, it's nice to have an extra touch. But what you just brought up was: is the cost worth, you know, the true value that you're getting from that? I mean, you, you have to figure, even if somebody is getting $60,000, whether it's a base plus commission, straight commission, what you know, whatever the case may be, a company needs to look at the overall cost versus the, versus the value of that individual. You have a company vehicle. You have all of the expenses that come along with that vehicle. So you have the gas, the insurance, uh, you know, uh, all of that that has to do with it. You have, you know, per diem for meals. You have hotel costs, which are over $100, you know, per night, depending on where you're staying. Right. Sometimes more based off of the location. Like if you're right. going to New York City to go visit accounts, oh, forget. forget about it. You, you're dropping probably a grand over a few days just to stay right. in a hotel, not to mention food, parking, and all that stuff. Um, my personal opinion these days, I know there are brands that still have sales, outside sales reps. Um, you know, NBTY. brands. Yes, they're they're the NBTY conglomerate, the Glambia conglomerate. So you know the Metrex, the the and Optimums, BSNs. And they're still cutting people off. A- absolutely. I mean, the sales teams have been cut tremendously. Back when I first started, there were over twelve people in the field for Metrex. It got down to six. It's it's even lower than that now. In fact, um, Metrex only has one inside sales guy left. Now um, they, they yeah, it's it's one guy. I mean, he's. He's a good guy. He's got a lot on his plate, but I mean, they downsized it to one person to cover the entire nation for inside sales. That's not counting. I think they have four or five outside guys who control various regions. So, so my question to you is, do supplement companies need, careful here, right? Mm -hmm. 
sales reps? In in today's age, no. That's that's my We're opinion. Sales reps. We're not talking about representatives. It's a big difference. Well, I think there are very good examples of brands who are doing extremely well. They're moving at incredible speed without the use of sales sales reps. Beauty Fit, your brand is one of them. No, you're, leave you're me out of it. You're controlling everything. Look at Ghost. Oh, yeah. Look at the growth of Ghost right. from simply a social media standpoint to grow their business. They've they've built the lifestyle community based you know around their brand, and it exploded. Now let me ask you something because I don't know too much about them. Yes. And I don't really look at other other brands, but I was walking by. I was in the mall the other day, um, and I was walking by a GNC and I saw a Ghost outside. Right. Yeah. Now I know that might be all on consignment, but that's they're still in th there. Does Ghost have a rep that visits the stores? To, to my knowledge, no. And okay. I mean, unless unless recently they have brought somebody on, I, I think they have uh, you know a team who deals with customers. Like now, obviously going into GNC, I'm sure they have somebody who's going to be managing that. But outside guys, I, I don't believe so. And in fact. And if somebody works for Ghost and you're listening to this, um, they they have a lot of influencers, and and that's how they spread or, or right. brand ambassadors right. or right. athletes, whatever they want to call themselves these days. Um, but but other than that, to my knowledge, they don't have anybody. So I'm assuming somebody at at their you know headquarters is managing GNC it, from is the inside. It, yeah, I I've, right. I highly doubt that anybody is is on the outside. And I don't see people doing demos anymore. I remember back then we used to do demos all over the place. Yeah. There's no demos anymore. There's none of that. So so if someone was opening, starting a new supplement company, would you suggest that they would get reps? If they were to get reps, I would just get one. I agree and, with you on that one. And, and I say that because... As you grow, or even if you don't grow, if you have product, any product whatsoever, your your company could be sucking wind right now. But if you have product on shelf, somebody is fighting for that space. So if you don't have, you know, a, a touch point to reach out to your accounts to say, hey, Jimmy, uh, you know, how's that product that I just sold you last month? Is it moving? Is it not moving? What are you hearing? What's the feedback? Because as a sales rep, I want to take that information and relay it back to the powers that be and right. say, hey, guys, you know, well, before we launch, remember some of those concerns that we had? People are talking about that. And, you know, that brings up maybe reforms. Maybe you have to reformulate. Maybe a product flavor sucks. Maybe you liked it, but 95% of the population thought it tasted like, you know, a, a protein fart. So I like having touch points, you know. I like reaching out to my accounts. Again, I don't have salespeople. I mean, I don't have products. I'm a service-based, right. but I want to know how things are going. So, you know, for for me, I want somebody who would be able to touch all of the accounts. It, it might not be every week. It might not be so, every month. Right. So are they generating sales for you? Is In their job description, are they generating sales for you? 
do they have to meet a certain quota? Well, if I'm paying them, there has to be well, that, something that, well, this, that they're bringing. This is where the argument, this is where my argument is. If someone comes out and says they want $60,000, how much money do they have to bring you? At least 120 to 150 Yeah, here's the thing. You can structure that two different ways. Um, three, I guess, but one way is just stupid in my opinion. The first way, which is the dumbest way, would be, you know, here's your salary. Here's $60,000. Go get me sales. Well, if I know that I'm getting a paycheck every week, how motivated am I going to go out to try and, and sell the product? Why, and that's why four months later, he's the he or she is wearing another uh, a, a different polo shirt. Ab- absolutely. You know, the, the second model would be a straight commission, which, bro, that that's, me, that's, that's a sink that or swim. That to me adds value. If someone can, let me tell you something. If someone walked through my door right now and says, hey, I want no money. Just give me 10% commission. I'd be like, I'll give you 15. Go. Yep. That's That would be the smartest move in because my now, opinion. Because now you know that person, as they all say, they have that little black book. Yep. Okay? Their, their book of business. This 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 book of business has, has stuck with me. I give you I give you guys a uh, give you a quick a quick story. I sat in this room about a year ago, and this this guy's been was hammering me, okay, to come and work for Beauty Fit. Come and work, come and work, come and work. I was like, I knew his past, and I'm like, all the accounts that you serviced in your previous brand, they're all my friends. Why do I need anybody? I'm I'm the direct line to them, you know. So he met, we came in, first sentence out of his thing goes. Listen, with the book of business I have, I want 72,000 plus commissions. <laughs> and I said, Get and the I hell said, out. I said, no, I said, listen, I said, I'll write you a check right now for 72,000 if you telling me you got that book of business. So you telling me that this month you're going to do 10,000 of sales. He goes, no, nah, I might need a couple of months. You know, I don't know. I have good months. I, I, no, I said, hold on a second. You're telling me that you have a your book of business. That means you have accounts that you will walk into, and the because of the relationship you have, they're going to put an order in. Because why I'm saying this and why I'm talking like this is, these are the conversations these sales reps are having right now as we speak to owners and GMs of supplement companies. Okay, they're trying to they're they're, they're just bullshitting them. And and I said, are you so you telling me that you're going to bring me 10 to 15 thousand dollars this month? He goes, well, I'm going to need a little time to ramp up. I said, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. You tell me you have a book of business. It's ready. If you have such influence in those accounts, it shouldn't it shouldn't be hard at all for you. He goes, well, so so basically your book of business is Google. I said, I can Google accounts too. And I told him to leave. Well, it's it's funny too, because when people come in and they say that, you know, they have that black book of business that you can they can call anybody and get a sale. With with retailers these days, there's one or two things that that they look for. Either they have brand loyalty. They don't care who sells the product. They're going to buy the product anyways. So whether you, me, Johnny down the street, 
you know, some hobo that they pick up off the corner on their bridge, they're going to buy the brand regardless. The second is they're going to buy from the person because the person brought value. There's a friendship. There's a That's loyalty. It. But That's but here's but here's the thing. Now, if you like me, we've done business for ten years. But I go to a supplement company that it's a bathtub brand. Products really doesn't you know they don't really work. Everything is. Um, and I don't want to, you know, demonize proprietary, but you know, the labels you're looking at and you're going, okay, so there's 10 ingredients on here, but it's only two grams of this. Something's not adding up. It's fairy dusted. That retailer is not going to buy the product regardless of, of who you are. If it's not going to sell, they're, they're not going to bring it in. They, they only have so much shelf space to offer. So, you know, your loyalty towards a person Unfortunately, might not be there if the brand well, that's, themselves isn't that's that also great. according to that person lining himself up with the with the appropriate brand or product. But here's the thing: sales reps jump around from brand to brand all the time. I mean, very few people have the longevity that I had, or or some other people um, who I know in the industry have had in the industry. I mean, working for a brand for nearly a decade is unheard of. <laughs> Usually it's a year or two years here, three years here, right? maybe uh, six months here because it's, Hey, I have this book of business. How much will you give me? Right. $10,000 more. Hey, I quit. Right. I to work for this company. And it's a game that they play to try right. and do one of these. So, you know, for me, I would look at that as if somebody comes to me and says, Hey Matt, I got this book of business. I want to give it to you. Well, this person was six months, a year and a half, three years, two months here. No, bro. Because you know what? You're going to try and grow my business and in three months you're going to leave because somebody else is going to offer you more money. It's it's not worth it. But not only that, not only that, that book of business that he's been using six at six different companies, six different brands, they're all the same. They're all the same people. Yeah. So, and now he's, he's been, how's he going to convert them to a, a sixth brand or a sixth product? And, and that's what makes it so tough. And I mean, as a retailer myself, I wouldn't want to work with somebody who goes with all these different brands because today, this is the best product ever. This is why I'm working with this company. Three months later, that company, shit, I don't want to, you know, don't buy them anymore. I'm with this new company. Right. Like, how many different brands are you going to shit on just to get more money in your own pocket? See, here's the thing. I understand that game. I listen. I <laughs> I understand that game. People are trying to survive. I just won't play that game, and I don't. And I think our industry is is fed up with it because it's the same people over and over again. You see them. You go yeah. to you go to these expos. You're like, what happened? What happened to? Why aren't you with this brand anymore? Goes ah, they fucked me. They did this. They. It's not it's, that. It's always the brand's fault. Yeah, it's always the brand. The brand's doing 100 million. It's they they fucked you. Yeah. You know, it's 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 crazy. So I agree with you. If if someone was starting a brand new supplement company, I agree. I think because they don't have accounts, right? They're looking right. for they're looking for new business. Okay, someone like myself and someone who's been around the business for 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years already has these relationships. Why would I hire somebody to make the calls for me when I have the relationships for 
for I already have these relationships. This is what I don't understand. You have all these guys, these key guys owning companies, and they end up talking to them, but they got someone in the middle passing them the phone and paying them. Right. I think I think most of these companies need to wake up, and the brand owners should take that step forward unless, hey, they're making so much money, they don't care. You know, I had I had sales reps, you know, up to year one, all the way up to year five, I had sales reps. My sales went up the first two years and then they, they just staggered. And then international sales came in and that's when, you know, that's when Beautifit blew up. But my, my U.S. sales suffered suffered because I was spending almost a thousand dollars every two, three days, just field reps going out there. And, and I don't know what they were doing. It's my fault. Well, that's just it. And you know, they become order takers because if they're paid off a commission, they're just waiting for the phone to ring so they can collect the order, send it over and say, Hey, here's a sale that I got. Right. Here's the funniest thing though. If you have a distributor, now now brands, companies, I, I want you to pay attention to what I'm saying here because I've seen it with my very own eyes. I've been told that somebody is doing this by the person who's doing it, and I think it's something that you need to look at as, as a business, as a company, as a brand, and that is if you have sales guys who work with distributors, who's making the sales? I know a guy who would play video games every single day. His distributor would get all the sales. He's paid off of what the distributor buys, not what he personally sells. So he's going out and selling, supposedly, but it's all based off of the distributor. So let's just use Europa because they're one of the biggest national distribution companies that are out there in our industry. So let's say... Uh, you know, Rob, Chris, Edwin, whoever, they're out there pounding the streets because Europa has their own team. They're picking up the phones, they're dialing, they're making emails, whatever the case may be. They have to do, I don't know if they change, but they have to do X amount of phone calls a day. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're making the sales on all the brands' behalves. So again, is your sales rep making the sales or is he sitting back letting your distributor make the sales while he gets the commission? There was another guy who had a part-time job during the day when he was supposed to be going out seeing customers and clients and accounts. Finally, he got you know busted and got fired. But brands, you need to look at this. How much is your sales guy really doing? How much value are they actually bringing? If they're sitting on their butt doing nothing, or they just spend their entire time sitting in their you know distributors, you know warehouses and offices talking to those guys. What, what true value do they bring? Because essentially, they're order takers. They're, they're not really selling. So one of the things that you and I spoke about, um, uh, I guess not too long ago, maybe a couple of days ago, was that I felt if you have a sales team, sales better learn customer service. And if you have a customer service team, customer service better learn sales because they go hand in hand. If you make a sale, but you have terrible follow-up, you know, your communication skills are horrible. You don't care if there's a mistake. You want to go blame somebody else. Hey, it's not my fault. You go talk to somebody else. I'm just in sales. 
you're going to lose the business. And likewise, with what I said before, with customer service, if you don't help fix their issue or you can't, you know, show any type of empathy towards what they're going through and say, hey, you know what, we're going to make this right versus a, hey, you know what, that's really not our problem. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to eat the damages. You're going to have to eat the, the, you know, product that ran date, whatever the case may be. Well, now you just hurt the sales guys because when they go back in, they're going to say, hey, I talked to your sales or your uh, customer service team. They told me to pound sand on the product that you sold me, right. that you swore was going to sell. It ran date and now I have to eat it. Right. So I think everything goes hand in hand. So that's why I think if you're going to hire one person, they, they have to be able to do all of that. They have to be the person who's going to reach out. Hey, how's the product going? Is it not moving? But they have to play the customer service side as well because they have to be able to fix issues. Otherwise, I mean, the, the downside with, say, somebody in, in your instance is you're you're wearing all of those hats. You I agree. Have, you only I have agree. 24 it gets, hours. It gets, it gets overwhelming. But I know that I'm not missing anything. You know, I know I'm not missing anything. And I know, I'll tell you why. Because I have here down in Florida, there's there's a few accounts. I don't do business with everybody, okay? I'm not going to saturate the, every mom and pop store there is, okay? So what there are locations that I walk into. I know the owners. And I know the people working it and they're just so freaking busy. They don't even have time to talk to me. And I actually feel that I'm intruding in their, in their business. Yeah. Okay. And they're amazing people, they're amazing stores. So I'm like, I walk in and I see them busy and they're, they're being very polite and kind to me. Like, Hey man, I'll be right with you. And these poor guys, cause now the, the mom and pop stores, right? They don't have the sales reps. They don't have the three, four guys working anymore. It's right. either they're they're working by themselves, or one of their kids, or it's 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 a it's a switch. It's a you know someone's coming and someone's going, right? So now when 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 a sales rep goes in, the first thing the owner says like shit, I got no time, right? Right. So why does the sales rep go in to see how everything's going and to hand them samples? So they hand them samples. What, is, what, what does the owner do or the manager does? Puts them in the corner. Hey, I'll take care of it. Right? right? Now, I hire a girl to make these phone calls every day. Hey, how are you? Want to see how everything's going? I'm sending a pack, package out to you. Box goes out, goes to the store. Girl follows up. Hey, so-and-so, I want to see if you got the package. Yes, you did. Great. Let me know if you have any questions. I didn't interrupt anybody's business. I didn't get the look like, oh, here he comes again. Because how many sales reps get that? Yeah. Okay. I let everybody do their business. And I checked up on the package that I sent. Right. And it only cost me 15 bucks an hour. Yeah, I mean, if, if you have a system in place, and even if you have one person on your sales team That's or it. you have 10 people, you, you have to have some type of, um, you know, retention customer management system, something in place that you can document and, and follow up from. Because, look, if, if you're one person controlling the entire nation, which is damn near impossible in itself, you're not going to remember everything. So if you send out a package, you're going to need a way to remember so if you have some type of system in place that allows you to put in the notes and it'll set reminders where 
you know, you'll be working and then, you know, you get a little notification, follow up with Jim about samples sent. Oh, okay. Boom. You fire off an email. Right. Hey, Jim, just wanted to follow up. How those samples go? Did you like right. them? You know, did you have now, a flavor preference, whatever the case may be? Now, if you got 10 of those people, then you get 20 of those people, you got 30 of those people, you, you can measure what they're doing. Right. Once... Once that person leaves your office or the outside sales rep, you literally throw away your money. Mm-hmm. Literally throw away your money. I remember so many times that either at the Olympias or the Arnolds, they're like, hey, man, let's go to dinner. Hey, man, let's go to dinner. So-and-so will pay for this. This company will pay for this. I'm like, and I thought I'm, I wasn't going because they didn't care. Yeah. You know, so I believe that in our industry that if a, if someone is starting a new brand they should put somebody on the road to they should invest into someone to get on the road and to show face okay i'm saying invest mm-hmm. i say hire invest so you're investing that that 40 50 whatever that number is no that you might lose it, okay? You're investing. But if you're uh, if you're a company that you made it past that five-year mark, because you know that, that five-year, right? If you make it past that five years, then you're probably good to go. A lot of companies don't make it up to five years. I don't know what it is with five years. Do you know? You, just, you yeah. just wake up and you know that you're going to fail. No, it's it's a five year mark. They have it's been in journals and everything. Yeah, it's it's, not, it's definitely weird. Yeah, it's five years. So I remember when I passed five years, I'm like, yeah, I'm good to go. And then all the headaches started. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the companies that are up and running now. They they made it past their three years and four years. Do they really need? I think they should consider reconsider. Like, do they need those outside reps? Why don't they put those reps inside? And, and make that adjustment because make those phone calls. I mean, Europa, man, they were successful. They had they had road warriors, absolutely had road warriors. But what were they doing? They were handing out the other brand samples. Right. That's all they were doing. They would have the pickup, the little little uh, SUVs, and in the back, <laughs> all the samples in the heat <laughs> during the summer in Florida. You know, they would just go into the stores and say, "Hey, I got some samples." That Brands like, you know, us gave them these samples. So there was no consideration that each sample would cost 40 to 75 cents. They would just throw throw at them. But when you have control of that and you have control of your marketing, you have control of all that stuff. Now you 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 come to a point that where you know if you want to turn it up a little, you know you're gonna get X amount of more sales. It's all numbers, but when you have someone that's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, or you have a distributor that that's not giving you numbers, it's not you don't know your numbers. You know, I was in Europa. We were doing good numbers, but we weren't doing good numbers. I didn't know yeah. my numbers. And then now, now I don't have Europa, and I'm I'm not saying it was good or bad, but I know my numbers. Right. The, the toughest thing with distribution is they have thousands of brands. 
So you literally have to be one of the top brands. Like if you're if you're a new brand, you just launched today and you go to Europa and they say, yeah, we'll pick you up. And, and you think, yeah, I got somebody to go out and sell my product. Dude, they're, they're not even going to mention you. Well, Europa won't do that anymore. You know, unless you have that marketing behind it and you're willing to invest and stuff like that. You know, again, I, I this whole sales rep thing. You know, I just came back from the the Europa in Orlando. And I saw so many different people at different booths this year. Again. Mm-hmm. And... They're like, hey man, how you doing? Hey man, how you doing? I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, oh yeah, I, I work for this company now. And I'm like, well, how long has it been? He goes, yeah, I was over there for about a year, and I, I decided to leave. It wasn't for me. What wasn't for you? If you have that book of business, it's your business. Find the brand that you want to sell or you want to present and go. Right now, I say it right now, and everybody can hear this, I actually source out other companies' brands overseas to, to ship overseas. Because there are some products that I absolutely love, and my people overseas ask me, what do I recommend? And I call them up, I go straight to the horse's mouth, and I say, hey, I need 15,000 of this and this flavor. I need 15,000 of this and this flavor. He goes, where's it going? I said, where do you care? So my book of business, it's all about what I believe in. If you believe in your business and your relationships, then you will do everything to protect it. You won't sell something that's not good or something that's fake. I'm not talking about products. I'm talking about in general, right? Right. So that's where I believe everybody has gone wrong. They don't believe in their product anymore. They don't believe that book of business they have. The product I'm talking about is the book of business, not the tangible product. Okay. The, the book of business. And I think they're grasping. And they're trying to make a living out of any, they're trying to make anything. And they're hurting their business. There are a lot of guys here, Matt, in our industry that have been around for 10, 15 years. And they're good guys. And and they keep changing companies. And their business relationships have been ruined. And, And that's one of the things I wanted, again, I brought this up today is because I'm not only talking about the guys who think they can make the money, but the guys who have made the money in this in this field, in this in this space, but now have ruined their their own business, their relationships. So, you know, where where does where does someone go? As they're listening to this, let's just say a a company CEO is is listening to us right now, which I'm sure they are. They're hearing this. What's their takeaway? Yeah, I, I mean, you have to think about this. I mean, it's painful. It, it, and, and that's what I was trying to nicely say. I mean, it's never good to sit down and go, I'm literally wasting $60,000 per head on people that I have on the outside. 
or I'm wasting $40,000 on people that I have on the inside. I think everybody needs to take a deep dive into their own business. I mean, even the distribution model. Look at how much money you're spending on marketing your own product and then how much money you have to spend with your distributor to market through your distributor, through catalogs, samples, you know, spiffs, um, you know, different contests to get the the sales guys to go out and push the product. The more they sell, they get entered to win a TV or, or whatever it is. But then you also have to look at your margins. Mm-hmm. You go through distribution, you, your margins go like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think that you're going to sit back and be making all of this money, you're you're wrong. You're going to have chargebacks. You're going to have damages. You're going to have all this stuff that you're going to have to deal with. So that's why I think your model, the ghost model, the the direct-to-consumer type of model is the way to go these days. And if you can kill it on social media, if you can get people constantly talking about your products, tagging your products, showcasing your products, and I'm not talking about paying them to do it. No. I'm talking about you have a fantastic freaking product that people go bonkers over and they're saying, hey, I got this. You got to try this. It's amazing. Or you have some cool swag. You know, people got the leggings with the little, you know, booty scrunch and all that stuff. Right. And hey, you know, check this out. Right. Look how it enhances my butt. You know, whatever. Where'd you get it? I got it from so-and-so. You know, that is the future. Yeah, this, when people this, are happy. This knock on the door stuff. Hey, Mr. Customer, nice to see you. Oh, you don't have time for me? Okay, here's your stuff. Uh, have a good day. And right. you do that day in and day out. Right. You're, you're wasting time. You're wasting money. And and social media, um, if you're not leveraging it right now, it's it's free. You know, I see all these people complaining about, oh, my engagement's gone down. I don't know why sales have gone down. It's it's freaking free, people. You go on Instagram. You want to post your products. It's free. Unless you want to boost posts or do ads, whatever the case may be, leverage that in your marketing. Heck, hire somebody to do the marketing for you. And I guarantee they'll probably make you more money than sales rep. Right. Your customer is online. Your customer is on social media. That's where you need to What's your take? Something happened with your mic. Can you hear me? Yes. Now I can hear you now. Where did I cut out the entire no, thing? I heard, you. I heard you, but you weren't, you didn't have that sexy voice for at least 10 seconds. Oh, everybody was probably like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shut him up. But no, but, but seriously, what's, what's your take on this? Do you see, obviously, you know, you had foot soldiers back in the day, yeah. even 10 years ago, you had yeah. foot soldiers. They were banging the doors. They were pounding the pavement. They were going in, shaking hands. You know, let's go out to lunch, let's then, go out to dinner. And today, it's not like that. Yeah, and the reason why I, I I'm passionate about this, or I'm I'm totally against it, or passion passionately against it. How's that? Passionately uh, hate it. Pa- passionately against. It. I don't hate it, but I'm just <laughs> against it. Is because I put myself in their shoes, and I put on my big boy pants, and I went door to door. Because who would they rather talk to, right? I'm the owner. Right. And I got treated politely, though. I got treated like that. Hey, man, love to talk to you, but can you come back tomorrow? Hey, man, love to talk to you. Let me just, you know, let let me just take care of these two and I'll be right with you. I got it constantly 
everywhere. And I'm saying now, if I'm getting that, and I know these people, could you imagine what my reps are getting? Yeah. And then when we do, when we do a little meeting, hey, let me see what you, you know, what you do the last couple of days. Let me see, let me see your, you know, your notes. And I see nothing. All I see is, we'll go back, we'll go back, we'll go back. Busy, we'll go back. I'm like, what's what's going on here? Right. So, it's not only the 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 soldiers out there not not doing not being productive but now the mom and pop stores like the gnc franchises right you go in gnc gnc franchises it's just one person working you go to the brick and mortar stores it's just one person in that store so they got one customer you walk in they already have one customer you're done you're gonna spend at least an hour at least an hour in there either waiting or trying to get a hold of this guy because if the phone rings or whatever he's gonna take care of his customers Absolutely. And he knows you're there to hand them samples or to see if he wants to order. That's it. So you're not important to him. Unless, and if he wants the samples, he'll say, hey, man, thank you so much. Just leave them over there. And you're done. Right? So I think the industry has changed. And and if there were, there were any good sales reps out there with a good book of business, with a solid, a true book of business, the brick and mortar stores really don't want any piece of that because they don't want to spend that time. They don't have that time to, to, to provide. Mm -hmm. So everything now is internet based. Yeah. So we're curious what all of your thoughts are to those that are listening. Hopefully you made it this far. We're 45 minutes into it. Just ranting about sales, discussing the yeah. This was stuff. a long ass rant, wasn't it? The, the, <laughs> the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the uglies, and everything in between. So, I mean, if if you're a sales guy, I mean, obviously you don't have to tell us, hey, uh, I, I do nothing, and I'm proud of it because obviously that would be counterproductive to what you're doing. But if you're, you know, a business owner, if you're, if you own a company, if you're a brand manager, if you're on the marketing team, what are you seeing? What are you experiencing? Is, you know, are we completely wrong with, with our take on outside reps pretty much being order takers these days? I mean, like you said, if, if you walk in someplace and they go, hey, I, I'm good, just leave the samples. Maybe you just spent 30 minutes driving to that place. Now you're going to drive 20 minutes the other direction to go see somebody else who might see you for five minutes. So how much value are you getting for that salesperson's time versus if they just wasted 50 minutes going 30 minutes here and 20 minutes there. Maybe it's five minutes here, five minutes there. So it's an hour that they're wasting. How many phone calls could they have made in an hour? Right. How many more sales could have been generated in that time frame? So, I mean, obviously every business has its own structure and how they want to do things, how they want to run things. But, you know, if, if you're not working, you know, efficiently and maximizing your time and, and your sales guy or sales gals productivity, in the end, you're really just burning money. So, you know, we would love your take. Let us know. If you're in sales and you're an outside sales guy and you're just killing it, you know, let us know. What exactly yeah, are you I doing? I would love to hear from that person, whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. What makes you different from the people that we're describing, the people who are complacent and they just wait for orders to come to them versus going out and making things happen? And look, I don't want to, you know, have a, a, you know, one swipe of the paintbrush and just label everybody as terrible for outside sales reps. 
I know plenty of guys who go out there and they're trying to deal structure and they're trying to get new products yes. out and they're trying to do their job. But I feel like for the majority of them, with the changing of how business is evolving and the speed online and social is now the bigger play versus the foot soldier, you know, windshield time driving your vehicle. So let us know whether you're a CEO, the business owner, marketing director, uh, you know, sales director, or you're pounding the pavement being an outside rep. Let us know what you think. Are we completely off? Are we completely on? What are you guys seeing? We'd love your feedback. But with that being said, Jimmy, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, I think I said enough. I think I pissed off on enough people. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to end this so that we don't piss off more people. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Let us know in the comments your thoughts, your opinions, your feedback. And we hope to see you guys on the next episode. Peace.